You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. If you start me up. There we go. Ready? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yesterday I was in here working and I keep hearing this voice like really loud. Not like God's voice, but like a just I like a loud voice. voice. Like, I think there was a conversation going on. I don't know what it was. I'm only hearing one voice, though. We're in 50% facts slash Jim McBee's studio. Yes. But Re- there's buildings around. Yeah. Recency Media, which is yeah. a private office inside of a bunch of other- Yeah, there's other shit happening. Other shit, other offices in this place. So I, I run to the bathroom, and I realize once I get out the door that it's somebody sitting in the lobby, and all the way to the bathroom, which is not yeah. super close, yeah, right? Opposite side is. I can hear every word this guy is saying in the bathroom with the doors closed. Is he talking loud, or is it, you think, just uh, thin walls overall? He was talking loud. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I can hear his voice all the way on the other side of the building over the sound of myself peeing. Yeah. That's too loud. Lucky for us, you have, like, really good equipment here, and so, like... We can sometimes hear things through headphones a little bit. Like I can hear someone talking right now to the right, but the microphone's not picking it's it up. It's not picking it up for the yeah. most part. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's so low level that, and I'm I'm rolling off a lot of those frequencies, so it's not really all that yeah. obvious. But oh my god! And yeah. and then I was I had to leave to do something, and I really wanted to just like lean over to the guy while he was on the he was on the phone. What's the deal? And say your voice is carrying really loudly in the rest of this office. It is loud. Yes. <laughs> no, number one, turn it down. Number two, if this is a private conversation, this is not the place to have it. Yeah, like, that, that is weird in the folks, lobby. It is weird in the lobby. I'm, uh, I am I guess I have empathy for that gentleman because I'm the loud guy normally. And so uh, these thoughts have gone through my uh, head recently. So I've been Twitch streaming, and it's at, like, at the top of my stairs. My house is really vertical. It's not very... Right. large but it's three stories tall and at the top of the stairs there's kind of a landing that's probably almost a room six by eight foot uh-huh. um so that's where i set up my desk in the corner to stream and uh houses it is a house so it doesn't share a wall with the neighbor uh-huh. but there's like kind of like a six foot alley between one of the houses next yeah. to me so we have no side yard right they're right there and sometimes I use sound canceling headphones because I'm gaming out. Right. Um, but then I get a little excited, and so I'm, I bring a lot of passion and intensity to my <laughs> video game playing. Someone said that yesterday. I had forgot what happened, but I got pissed. Someone killed me. Obviously, I died or something. I freaking scream, and I'm freaking chats like the passion. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, maybe I'm a nerd, but in uh, in the other in December, I think I was trying to stream every single day for the whole month of December, uh-huh. and so I was up. Sometimes it would go long. I was up to like 1 a.m. Right. I'm like, man, I'm screaming like freaking madman i hope they don't hate me um but i think their house is a reversal of mine so i think that the windows don't face or whatever yeah and so i think where my landing is is their landing so then their bedroom's kind of tucked away plus it's it's a uh, there's space in between and i'm loud but i'm not like screaming bloody murder i think it's okay they haven't complained yet (laughs) and it's been six months so there you go uh our next door neighbor on one side uh they're their like kitchen window is near our kitchen window. Yeah, that's awkward. And it's pretty it's pretty close. And uh they had a baby last year. It's like second kid and a little boy and man he was testing his lungs every yeah. single day. Yeah, in every single way. And I don't really care because I I love kids and they are just the nicest people in the world. So you would never yeah. complain. And I wasn't, but I did say 
he's got a set of lungs on him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like. Uh, I don't think I can deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, you can shut the window, whatever. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. You can go in another room. It doesn't really bother you that much. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just loud. But here in the office, where where like the idea is that people are conducting business in this right. space. You know, I'm probably the least business oriented business in this in sure. this place. Everybody sure. else has got you know clients coming in and shit, and uh, all the time. Whereas I don't. But uh, come on. Yeah. I, I feel like that is kind of the norm. Like even like where my um, accountant is or something, he's in a building similar to, uh, to this. And I go into my accountants and I don't whisper, but you're using inside voice or whatever the hell that right. means. Like yeah. no one's screaming. We're having hey. a normal conversation right. because I know two offices from him. He probably has an, another accountant that has to have the same meeting. And so yeah. you don't want to blow each other up. Yeah, I don't exactly. know, man. I think manners... And people are going to say this or that. I do think manners are going out the window uh, nowadays. And I'm, I sound like the old, old fogey, but like my parents were so big on general manners, just a thank you, just a please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And people don't do that anymore. And I, I'll even look around like with some of my crew, like, well, be at dinner with 10 people. And how, who who says like, thank you, or could I please get some more water or something to the mm-hmm. waiter? Uh, I'm like, damn, yeah, well, get some freaking manners, bro. <laughs> But it is what it is. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. And then with a the phone, too, it's like I was walking down the street the other day. Uh, so I was at like 20th Street, something like that the other day. And this suddenly this woman is talking behind me. She's like, oh, hi. How's it? You know, like. Yeah, on her Bluetooth, they're screaming. Yeah. And like, what? That's and, the worst in the gym. And then the gym. Yeah. Everybody's got ear- AirPods And now. they're talking a full-blown conversation. Yeah. On the on the treadmills or on the bikes or just find that lifting i don't even find it rude i just find it like dumb and like why you can't have a good conversation and now none of us can either so just it's counterproductive from both sides yeah you're not getting the workout you're supposed to be getting and you're not really engaging with the person you're talking to either like if you can talk to them while you're doing something else you don't need to talk to them while you're doing something else yeah it is weird I, i i get it and then if you're that into all that just buy a treadmill and get it to your house you know, if yeah. you're like that into multitasking or whatever you need to, if you're that freaking busy that you can't <laughs> spend 45 minutes in the gym without talking to somebody, I, it is weird to me. Well, I, I'm a little Nobody's biased. that busy. Yeah, because I hate talking on the phone, so I uh, definitely look down on that. But even those tools are obviously for driving to make it safer. And then also for right. me, I'll use headphones when I'm on the call at my house so I don't have to hold the phone in my ear. So I could cook or I could grab water or I could walk around a little bit. Um, but people, yeah, they're pretty obnoxious. So when I look at my phone, just the recents, just out of curiosity, the people that I've actually talked to or gotten calls from whatever. I have a, a call and I don't know who it's from. And I so I didn't pick it up because yeah, I never do. Uh, I have the, when we talked to uh, Spencer Nadolski the other day, that's on here. Uh, I had two conversations with the people at the physical therapy that I just started. I have an 800 number that I don't know what it is. There's a 209 number. I don't know what it is. There is the insurance agent that I just uh, switched my insurance with. And then I've got uh, the Nomo Robo ro- thing that identifies robocallers yeah, coming yeah. in your phone. So I got scam likely, scam likely, scam likely, my wife. And now we're all the way back to the beginning of the month uh, and the Squat University guy. So yeah, that's, that's how I am. That's it. That's Those are all the calls. I don't use my phone for, for phoning. Mine are all business, random things I've never heard of. Like yeah. the things I ignore that I imagine are uh, marketers. Uh, Omar. Matt, the kid I talked about last time that works for me, that's resourceful as shit. My mom, a bunch of 1-800 numbers, I have no idea. That's literally it. Alan Troll called me. Hey, Alan. 
Uh, Nomo Robo. I, I wish we could use them as a sponsor because I, I'm kind of a fan. It at least comes up with a thing saying scam likely, so you don't yeah, answer yeah. the phone. I literally just never answer the phone unless it's my mom. I figure like if it's some good business, bad yeah. business, they'll leave a message and I'll call right back. Right. Yeah. I feel exactly. like that's not even rude anymore. Exactly. Like, it's just the norm. Oh shit! I'd, it actually reminds me because I was at the physical therapy place today, and when they called, they when they did my reminder call, they did it to my home number, and it's like I, nobody answers that yeah. phone. If you think nobody answers this one, definitely. Yeah. We just got rid one. of my mom's this year, last year. Ours is there, but it's like it's through the cable, and it's yeah. That's whatever, why we had it. it's cheaper. But we got rid of cable. That's why we got oh, rid of it cable too. altogether. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now we got Disney Plus coming. The Mandalorian. What'd you see? Did you see the announcement? I did not see. I know this. I know it's uh, Favreau. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brand new uh, uh, Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter, but it's not TV Boba series. Fett. Yeah, their world. Yeah, his, his probably his planet. Yeah, yeah. The one the, our sign up here is yeah. actually. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Boba Fett. I actually have a Boba Fett backpack too. I don't know what to do about that. I carry audio equipment around with it if I'm doing something yeah, useful enough. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Bunch of stuff. Avengers. I know we talked about some with Omar. Avengers, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Avengers. People were seeing it last night. I read, I read reviews last I heard pretty night. good. Yeah, yeah. They said it was epic. Yeah, Epically pretty good. Epic. I think I'm going to go next Monday all by myself. Get a little popcorn. Middle of the day. Not a solar round. Ride my bicycle if it doesn't break. And yeah. <laughs> That's right. Your bike broke. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. I um, Yeah. I may actually have to see that before I go to... Yeah, you gotta leave. Yeah, yeah, do it, dude. Middle of the week. Uh, we got topics to t- cover. We got <coughs> people to 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 set us straight in the world. I look on iTunes charting lists because, uh, well, we're on iTunes, uh, yeah. and so I want to see you know where we're doing or who's new, who's cool, what's what's cool podcast. I listen to some podcasts when I travel, but to be honest, I don't really consume much content. People always ask me, "Who was your favorite Twitch streamer? Who's your favorite YouTuber? Who's your favorite podcast?" Truth is, I don't really have them. I spend on average, especially this week, uh, a lot. Yeah, we're creating, do a lot of content. Probably seven hours a week, a day. Excuse me, seven hours a day creating content is what I spend personally between YouTube, Twitch, and this. Let alone helping my company with their blog, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like, there's other things. So I don't, like when I'm off, I'll watch Twitch here and there because I like video games, and I'll watch like I watched basketball when I played basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's kind of like that. But I'm not consuming a lot of podcasts or, or YouTube, but. I do like to stay woke, as the kids say. So I'm looking around, and man, top 50 on iTunes often, 20%, 15% of them are keto-based podcasts. There's a bunch, yeah. Where like ketogenic diets have been around, uh, don't quote me, that's what we're talking about. What is a ketogenic diet? When to use it? Who should use it? Is it a miracle? Why the hell is it so trendy right now? Yeah. Um, and I actually think I have insider information. I didn't get it, but I'm going to get it uh, when we talk to our guests. So I'm going to ask him if he knows about it, uh, why keto got popular. Oh, uh, okay. Tell you off air how and why I got this insider information, why it got popular in the in the grand scheme, um, not just like psychologically. Oh, humans are looking for the short route, but there's like a marketing thing to it. Uh, I'll Ooh. figure it out later. Um, but um, ketogenic diets, Jim and I both have some personal experience with them. Um, I've yep. talked to a lot of nutritionists over the years. You know, Lane Norton, Eric Helms, a bunch of really cool, really smart PhD guys about it. Uh, but our guest today is Jason Phillips, um, also a nutritionist, and he's going to tell us about it itself. But Ketogenic diet, high fat, low protein, moderate protein. Moderate protein, low-ish, super, super no super carb. low carbs. Yeah. yeah, we're talking under 20 grams of carbs. Uh, typically, what I've heard uh, through my experiences is um, what's recommended is anywhere between 
uh, about 50% breakdown of calories right. from fat and protein, which, uh, again, if you guys go back to our other episode, you can learn all about the carbs and fats and proteins, but basically nine, nine calories per gram of fat, four calories per gram of protein. So yep. you can do the math, break that down. Um, I guess the, the cliche benefits, anti-inflammatory, fat burning, muscle sparing. Yeah, that's what they say. That's, that's what, what they, they say. say. I don't know. Satiating, that's something that I can at least understand. I can yeah. understand that it could be a satiating diet that you, because um, I am the same way. Like even white rice, where people are like, oh yeah, rice, like I could eat like eight bowls or I could probably eat eight cups of rice if I'm have some meat or drink around. Like, yeah, I can plow through those things. But if you have like a fatty steak in front of you, uh, even if it's delicious, like I'm eating, you know, 10 to 12 ounces and I'm feeling pretty good, you know? So yeah. I understand some of that. Um, we we used to frequent a teriyaki place that would give you like yeah. the 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 box meal had a shit ton of rice in it. Yeah, and I don't remember like deferring right. and, and not not eating the whole right. like shit ton of rice. And you and I like ever. food and we like to eat, so we're right. we're of the larger mentalities when it comes yeah. to uh, our yeah. palate. Um, where some people I do know, you know, I have a lot of friends uh, in everyday life or fitness that are like, yeah, I can do a half cup or a cup of rice and be good. And I'm like, yeah. no, I don't have that shut off valve. So yeah. I have to, and that's why we have to find different diet strategies to, to help ourselves right. find the shut up valve or the moderation or the balance right, or the, right. or the uh, yeah, the moderation in, in, in our consumption and the quantity. Um, and that's what I think keto is good for. Uh, the anti-inflammatory stuff, I haven't seen a lot of things. Protein synthesis stuff, I haven't seen a lot of things. Uh, everything I've tend to read on keto one besides uh, Diagostino, who's one of the leading researchers in, in keto mm-hmm. ketogenic diets besides him and maybe a very small handful of others all the advocates for ketogenic diets that I see are pseudosciences uh, so none of them are scholarly none of them have real uh, science background mm-hmm. none of them even have a real nutrition background and they tend to cherry pick, Science, meaning they'll take words, phrases, studies, or uh, facts out of context to support mm-hmm. their argument. Um, and that's 100% just what I've seen over the last 10 years of reading mm-hmm. everything I can on nutrition, talking to nutritionists. A lot of the guys that I follow with PhDs, people on this podcast, already mm-hmm. on previous episodes, previous topics, PhDs, nutritionists, um, guys that not only do but study and research these things often aren't a one one way road. And that's the other thing I find with ketogenic type people. And I know we're stereotyping right. out here in two thousand nineteen and some of y'all might get your feathers ruffled, but uh I'm broad stroking it because I do think it's a mass majority of people that tend to talk about these things. Um they do tend to be a one way road, this way or no way. This is the only way to diet. This is the only way to lose weight. America's fat because of carbs. Ketogenic reduces inflammation and cancer and this and this and this. And, mm-hmm. and just make all these claims that can't back up. Yeah, and uh, the early 2000s, late late 90s, I would say that a lot of people were the same way about like Mike Mentzer, you know, that kind of uh, uh, workout routine. It's got to be like super high intensity, you know, I'm going to go in and do one set and then I'm done. Yeah, and that's, but balls it, to the wall. It balls to the wall. Yeah. And they were... So completely, and there, I'm sure there are probably people still out there to it. I don't know. Maybe the broader question that I have is why does fitness uh, make it more likely you're going to have yeah. very single-focused zealotry? I think it's just from the top, and I've thought about these things a lot because I think you and I obviously 
we're in whatever niche fringe of fitness industry yeah. that we are. I don't know. We're in it, though. Uh, I don't know where <laughs> yeah. we belong in it, uh, but we're in this thing. We've been in it for a very oh, long we're time. In it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the person that is attracted to fitness to an extreme and I am guilty of this for sure, uh, is ve- has self-esteem issues. And right. that's definitely why I got into fitness. That's, I mean, it was for sports, but there's definitely always, and even still, as I've matured and cared less what people think about me, there's still always some self-esteem things where I, I need some muscle, I want to be lean, I want to look good, right. all these things. As I've gotten older, that ratio has changed to wanting to be healthy and, and feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still there. And so I think the people that take it to extreme for 20, 30 years, 40, 50 years and never find the I want to feel good, I want to live long, I want to live healthy mindset, and they're always on the self-esteem roller coaster, Right. they tend to be extreme individuals. They tend to be... Um, maybe not the zealots, the people that are following these people, but right. they, but then because they've done it so long, they tend to be leaders in this industry. Yeah, the influencers, opinion, opinion leaders, yeah. that kind of thing. That and take it to an extreme to get the body they want and so they're freaking massive and they look great or they're really, really strong or they're... And, and most of them are also doing other things as well. Yeah, I try, to, I, I've had this discussion a lot of times with a lot of people uh, and people will still, I think, underestimate that number. Oh yeah, I think high. it's I think it's ninety five percent of it's, people that that make statement that that have any kind of influence in the fitness industry. I'd say ninety five percent are on or doing some kind of PED. Yeah, even if it's just a you know a, a diet. Yeah, SARM or whatever it is. Yeah, something illegal. Yeah, something you just can't go to the doctor yeah. and, and get. something that's maybe not healthy or maybe potentially not healthy. Yeah. Short term. Results, yeah, and not long term, which leads all vision. back to the extreme uh, yeah. of the leader and yeah. the influencer, yeah. and, and uh, carbs suck, and I'm not going to eat carbs, and I'm only going to eat this, and I'm only going to eat that, and this is how I got shredded, and that's why I'm a pro bodybuilder, and you're not, and I'm more dedicated, and you're not, and they're always trying to self justify these things, and that's feeding the ego, and it's a positioning too. They like position themselves as a keto person, yeah, or whatever, you know, which uh, I get, I get it, yeah. I get it, but like. I just don't think it's intellectually um, honest. No, it's not. It's ego-driven, not intellectual. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and the same goes for even smaller scale and maybe more healthy because there's more broad categories. You and I yeah. are podcasters, and we're yeah. proud to be podcasters. Right. So we put in the effort of these things. It's right. just podcasting in general is not such an extreme venture. but no. Or even somewhere in between. A lot of people, now that Instagram's popular, and fitness Instagram in particular is very popular. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great medium for food, fitness, and photography. That's kind of what Instagram's turned into. So a lot of people in their bio say bikini competitor, right. power lifter bodybuilder and right. they, they they self self-claim these things because they want to be uh, feel part of a community and i get that i definitely yeah. get that but it just starts to be an extreme uh it becomes dogmatic it becomes people are in these wind tunnels and just echo chambers talking to themselves and their own only buddies that train this way or eat this way and it becomes uh arguably unhealthy when you're not saying keto inherently is unhealthy, but when you're only talking to keto people, training with keto people, listening to keto people, only th- or or whatever, yeah, only listening to low fat people, it doesn't matter. Vegetarian people, vegan people, meat eaters, it doesn't matter yeah. what the category is. Only talking to powerlifters. It's not healthy if you're only talking, listening, and learning from powerlifters either. No, why why not expand a little bit? Learn from some from strength and conditioning guys. Learn from some physical therapists. Learn from some bodybuilders. You you can whip these things up and just have these tools in your box. It's just so insane. I guess it's easier to be in an echo chamber in our day mm-hmm. with social media, right? Because you can just hash find your hashtag. I just find my hashtag keto, and I find everybody that's into what I'm into. Right. Rather than in a regular gym, say even ten years ago. 
10 years, I think 10 years before Instagram, let's just say around the beginning of all this mess, mm-hmm. uh, we go to the gym. Um, you and I meet at the gym. We meet Connor. We meet some of our other friends. We're all training together. And, uh, oh, Jim likes to eat this way. Oh, that's cool, Jim. I, I tend to do this. It's a little different. Yeah. And we can learn from each other rather than you're just stuck in your phone now on a hashtag and it just becomes its own echo chamber. Well, I, I think about um, about how CrossFit started in terms of the different training modalities, All everybody doing sort of everything and then realizing, hey, I need to go and learn from people who actually do this thing all the time. Yeah. And that and and then it became yeah, just CrossFit. Cross CrossFit is uh in concept genius. Yeah. Right? Learn from everybody, take what you need, work yeah. on things that you're good and you're bad at, yeah. work on a variety of things to become a complete athlete or a complete person. Mm-hmm. Um genius in concept. Absolutely mm-hmm. genius. But Maybe because of social media, maybe because of human nature, maybe because of freaking Americans and our type of culture, it became then its own cult of zealots, and they called this thing CrossFit, but CrossFit isn't really a thing. CrossFit is gymnastics, strength training, weight training, conditioning, uh, right, body weight movements, uh, running, swimming. That's what CrossFit is, but instead, nope, I'm a CrossFitter. Yeah. Like, oh, I like to use some CrossFit in my training to be good at these things, right? It's just, it's kind of like a mentality switch, but, um, and then, again, you know, tribe culture, I know there's a big book out, I don't really read, but there's a big book about tribe culture and humans and tribes, and mm-hmm. I, I get it, I, I, I get it, same reason there's gangs, same reason there's cults, same, same reason there's religions, period. 100, all of yeah. it, all of it. It, it is a little bit human nature to want a clan uh, and have a crew around you and have a community, but I just think, for me personally, that my community, I would like to have people that have their own thoughts, yeah. people that do different things. My yeah. best friends, like Connor's kind of into weightlifting right now, but it's not his number one thing. Yeah. Fitness has been my thing for my entire life, yeah. but we're still really good friends. Uh, my little bro, you met Mike Sean. Yeah. He, he kind of runs. He doesn't do really anything else. He yeah. does some yoga. He does some running. Him and I get along. We talk about anything we want. We have fun. We don't have to. I don't have to hang around only people that deadlift. Like Yeah. Or only people. They, they eat however they want. I, I eat however I want. Like It's just not that big of a deal where... It's cool to be around like-minded people, but it's not so cool to me to just be stuck in the echo chamber forever. Well, and it's the same thing with... I'm really going to get into a territory here. Uh, it's the same thing with people who are... Um, like, you're wearing a Barbell Brigade shirt right now, and that's cool because like you biked over here and, and you have a relationship with, with Barbell Brigade and all that stuff, and that's, that's really cool. But when people have no reason at all to wear uh, something and then they wear it into a Gen Pop environment, and are they? What are they look? What are they looking for? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is it that they can't find anything else to wear? Is this the only thing that represents? Is this them? the only thing that represents yeah. them? Are they trying to find like-minded individuals? Yeah. I don't understand that I don't exactly, exactly that. but it's but it's a thing. No, you know? it's for sure a thing, and and that's a, a whole nother topic for a whole nother day too. People on Instagram are not flexing a lifestyle or not. People making money or not, and then just wearing things to prove that they have these things or, or not. Right? Like, yeah. There's tons of people. I don't like Gucci. I just, the, the brand doesn't really sway with me. I like some of their bags. I like some of their shoes, maybe here and there, wallets, some mm-hmm. of their accessories. Uh, but Gucci's known as, right, one of the wealthy things. You're rich, you're a rapper, you right. wear Gucci. The Gucci's in every rap song. I make an okay amount of money. I could probably afford some Gucci. When I made an okay amount of money, I didn't just run out and buy some Gucci sneakers and throw them on Instagram. That's just not who I am. Yeah, I'm wearing the same type of things that I like. Maybe they're nicer things now, but I've always liked these things. Yeah. Um, and that goes into a whole other discussion of human nature. And maybe we have to get into like a real uh, uh, sociologist, psychologist type deal uh, for this conversation. But yeah. So keto. Keto. I was going to say just in general, I don't have anything against people who are doing keto. 
what I have something against is people saying that keto is the only way that works. Right. And, 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 and it's the only thing that's healthy and whatever, whatever, whatever. I think that's, yeah. I think that's crazy. I think that as a strategy, it's, it is helpful to a lot of people and the like huge benefit of it is that you initially dump a lot of water weight. Sure. And so you get that sensation of, Oh wow, I'm succeeding because I'm losing a bunch of water weight. They don't, they think that it, uh, how would I put this? It's a little bit unearned. Yeah, and and because of the things I talked about earlier, where just from my vision, the people that are real huge ketogenic advocates on the internet and even in person aren't necessarily the same scholarly level or experience level. Some of the people that I find are on more moderate diets or more just about lifestyle and finding what works yeah. for you. The Lane Nortons, the Eric Helms, the Jason Phillips, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think that that leads into... Um, kind of what you're talking about is they they believe that keto works in spite or despite of calorie intake, and right they just think it's doing and that the, there are benefits be way beyond just having lost weight right and that the inflammation deal maybe the cancer deal maybe the yeah. the blood the blood uh, 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 meat markers, markers yeah. all that's just in, in, despite of just being a calorie deficit and losing some weight from going from being overweight at 250 to now being a healthy 210 or whatever it might be yeah. um, and then performance wise that's where we're going to also uh, turn on notifications subscribe because another <laughs> conversation we're about to have with Jason is what's the difference between maybe a performance style diet a health diet and performing for what right marathon runners powerlifters and someone that just wants to live a healthy, normal, moderate life right. may look slightly different, and they may look more similar than we think too. And we're going to get into that, but I think that goes into keto too. A lot of performance athletes are talking about keto, where the, it doesn't really apply. Yeah, it in my opinion, he does. Yeah, my I have to agree with you there. And the, uh, one other thing that I'm going to throw in that I don't know if he has an answer to, and I might actually have to look up the study that I read recently about how um, the first six months or so that somebody goes on a ketogenic diet, they're their blood work looks good. Looks like it'll look really good. And then after that, it may not look good. And I've, I've seen one more than one instance where somebody said, no, I had to get off of that because, uh, all that fat was not, was not comporting well with my body. And then I think yesterday I saw another study saying that, uh, if you're eating a high fat diet, it's only like, if you switch to a higher fat diet, like a keto style diet, it's only a couple of days before there can buy biopsy additional fat all around your body. Yeah, yeah. I think so you're um, not like you're not burning, losing. You're you're just like suddenly there's more fat. In your I body. think an issue too is that when we say any diet, uh, pescatarian, carnivore, keto, uh, whatever, flexible dieting, all these are broad categories. Yeah. So like you could be in a ketogenic diet and just eat bacon all day probably because the ratio carb to, or carb protein to fat is pretty mm -hmm. decent. You might be able to get into ketogenesis. But then you could also take a more moderate ketogenic approach where you're yeah. eating some eggs, some egg whites, some broccoli, some yeah. spinach. You're eating some uh, chicken. You're eating some turkey. You're eating some fish. You're, you know, you're doing these things. And that goes for any diet. Flexible dieting, mm -hmm. you can eat tons of veggies. You can eat no candy. You can eat shit tons of candy yeah. uh, and I'll still be in these categories of these diets and so obviously as long as you're equating calories right and so that's theoretically gonna, everything should be yeah and so that's yeah. going to mess with your blood markers too the keto guy that gets a nice amount of broccoli greens etc cetera, etc cetera, some fruit in there here and there some mm. berries uh, opposed to the keto guy that just eats bacon and ribeyes now we might have different answers at the end of the day too so a lot of it's dependent on the individual um, and, and we'll see what Jason says alright we will wrap this one up and jump over to Jason Phillips Right after this word about the Great Courses Plus. One of my uh, like life term goals, long term life 
short-term goals or something that I've kind of always vowed to myself. And even though things kind of go up and down in different phases and different categories, but it's always to kind of keep going and keep learning. And so not every day am I waking up excited to read about training protocols or or, or nutrition, but maybe that day or that week I'm learning about something else. I'm learning about business. I'm learning about how to further the podcast views or Mm -hmm. YouTube or social media or or even come on my mental state or mental health or whatever. Every day, every week, every month, I'm not like sitting down and and reading textbooks, but I always want to learn something and continue my knowledge. Right. Uh, and lucky for us, and lucky for you guys, we uh, partnered up with the Great Courses Plus, um, which is which is a service that we love because it's exactly that you can learn about thousands and thousands of different topics, whatever interests you, whatever pops in your head you want to learn more about, uh, however you want to continue uh, your knowledge search um, from applicable things to philosophical things, psychological things, whatever it might be. Uh, there's tons of different professors from universities around the world that teach these courses and easy digestible pieces uh, that are available online and even on your phone uh, for audio if you'd like. Yeah, a thing I like about Great Courses Plus is that if you're only interested in a particular topic, subtopic within a main like topic category, whatever, you can just listen or watch that particular one, and you're not committed to the whole 36 episodes within that that topic. You might not need all of that information, or you might, and you can you know sit down and barrel through all of it. Uh, with this one, we're uh, this episode of the show. We're talking about ketogenic diets. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, the Great Courses Plus has a great course called. I'm going to back up so that I can actually see what it's called. Uh, it is called Food Science and the Human Body. And there are a lot of different individual subtopics in here. There are 36 uh, uh, topics. Paleo diets and the ancestral appetite, our hunter-gatherer past, stones, bones, and teeth, uh, insects. Uh, I think that's mostly about honey from the picture, but I don't know. It could be about eating insects, too. I, I really don't know. Uh, how diseases spread across the world, sugar and how sugar and salt shaped world history, history of bread, which I love bread. I know you love bread as well. I do. Um, it gives you an opportunity to look at kind of a, a holistic picture of of human uh, nutrition, food, eating habits, how things have evolved over time. Uh, ketogenic is a way that people eat. It's very popular right now. If you want to understand like why ketogenic diets work and how people came upon them or carnivore diets or uh, – paleo, any of those, this is a good way to understand how all that stuff came together and kind of what it can do for you. Yeah. And instead of, like Jim said, just nutrition 101, you can dig in uh, maybe the effects of food on chronic disease, the gut microbiome, and anything else you want to check out. Uh, If you guys want to check it out, we got a special offer that we teamed up with The Great Courses Plus with. Uh, Right now, we're giving out our listeners, limited time only, one free month, unlimited access to their entire library. Any topic you want to search or anything you could even think of is going to be available on there to get learnt. Um, so you can check it out at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash facts. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash F-A-C-T-S. Remember, they have an app as well. So if you just want to listen, these are set up so that, that you can just listen, not have to watch anything. You can get basically the same the same experience, the same information than um, actually watching the, the video. So check it out, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash facts. What's going on, man? Hey. How's it going, dude? Good, man. How about you? Doing great, man. Great to finally chat. 
Yeah, dude. Where uh, are you guys in NorCal? Yeah, yeah. Sacramento. So the uh, you guys get decent weather up there or what? Yeah, probably not as uh, hot as you right now, but we're like uh, 80s. That's not terrible. Yeah, we'll get to the hundreds a little bit in the summer, but uh, right now we're chilling. I'm riding my bike outside, trying to get that cardio in, and <laughs> you guys starting to steam uh, up over there. Yeah, dude. I think I think they said we might have our first triple digit day tomorrow. Nice. Oh wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's too early for me, man. Fuck, it's not even May yet. Yeah, that's crazy. I feel like last summer for us, I think lasted until like it was like Mayish till like September. We were 90s and 100s. It was yeah. long. Like, it wasn't as hot as normal, but it, or it was hot, but not too crazy, but it was just so long. I'm like, shit, I'm trying to – I kind of like yeah, that I'm winter. Definitely, I'm definitely hoping that we don't uh, that we don't get anything too crazy. I mean, this is my first year back in Arizona, so I'm, like, not quite adapted to the fucking 120 degrees that we'll see at some point. Yeah, but then the opposite sucks, too. Like, I go to L.A. all the time, and, like, I can't deal with 75 all the time. Like, I, yeah. I, I'd rather have it hot or cold uh, or something different. I do. I mean, I love our winter here in Arizona. I mean, the, the fact that like I love waking up a little bit of chill, like hoodie season, and then mm. you know your middle of the day it's like sixty five. I mean, that doesn't suck. But you know the uh, yeah. I mean, I like some seasons, dude. Like when I was back in D.C., I loved. I, I mean, people probably think I'm crazy. I love getting the snow and uh, just you know going through the four different seasons, man. It's fucking great. Yeah, working for myself, I don't really care about the weather. Cause it, like, I just yeah. say, fuck it, I'm staying home. Yeah. Right. But if yeah, you have to like drive stop. somewhere in traffic, I'd probably hate the snow. Yeah, I guess I could see that. But we're all spoiled bitches. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, I'm getting uh, on a plane on Saturday morning going to Halifax, Nova Scotia, where it's still in the 40s. I'm not looking well, forward to that. that. Yeah, that doesn't sound appealing in May. But no. <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on in Nova Scotia? Uh, my son and his family live there. He married a oh, Canadian. Oh, dope, dude. Yeah. Okay. Right on, and he became a Canadian citizen instead of bringing her here. Uh, well, he's got a he's got permanent resident status, so got it. Okay, uh, it's sort of, uh, kind of like a green card thing, but more permanent than that. You know, I don't think gotcha. he has to renew it quite, quite as often. Gotcha. Well, that's cool though. That's not not terrible up there. No, no, it's not. It's just cold in the winter. It's fine yeah. in the summer. It's cold in the winter. Although it's fucking humid. I'm not a humid humidity guy at all. I don't really like humidity that much. So yeah, yeah, I definitely prefer the the dryness. Yeah. So Mike and I had a discussion about a a topic that just seems to always be hot, and that's keto diets. Yep. And uh, our feeling was this: that they have a place, but they they're not a religion and that there isn't anything magical about them. Uh so share your thoughts and feelings on Yeah, my first exposure to you was uh one of the Google talks you did. Uh yeah. and, and I I not only loved how you spoke and ripped things apart cuz it made me laugh, but uh just like the style, <laughs> the style of video. Uh, I I assume it's on your YouTube, yeah, if people want to check it out. Yeah, it's. I think it's on my YouTube, or actually, I know Google has it up on on talks at Google. Yeah, it's so um, good. It's so good. You just sit there, and he has a big whiteboard behind him. And he just and these are maybe non fitness people. At least they're not in the industry. Yeah. And you're just taking sure. questions, suggestions, terms, gimmicks that people have heard. You write them up, and then you just scratch them off. Not only the uh, the list on the board, but people's minds of of what <laughs> may or may not work. Uh, and so yeah, keto. What are your thoughts? What what are maybe some applications? Um, and, and why is this stupid thing so popular? over the internet right now well i love that you guys called it like i think it was jim i think you said it was like a religion and um, yeah like like i feel like that's how people treat keto like it's a fucking religion and and listen if somebody's keto they'll fucking tell you right away they're keto yeah like 
you know, like you see like the memes, it's like, yeah, like, hey, nice to meet you. My name's Jason and I'm keto. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like, I think, you know, if I look at it, so I, I think I make the statement before, but I remember one time on like a muscular development magazine, this was right after keto was really popular in the bodybuilding world um probably 12 13 14 years ago when like dave palumbo was really popular um you know then all of a sudden george farrow was like the guru and the headline on the magazine was carbs are back and i'm always like where the fuck did carbs go like it's not like (laughs) as a macronutrient they they fucking disappeared and you know so i right now i think like we're just in this phase and if you just look at like dietary advice in the world it's very cyclical and so Right now, keto's super hot. Then it'll be carb cycling again. Then it'll be high carb, low fat. Then it'll be fucking vegan. And then keto will make another, you know, come around. But if you look at the beginning of this craze, you actually look at, um, like, it was some MLMs that, you know, started producing the exogenous ketones. And, right. and so that's, you know, anytime MLM happens, I mean, you look at, like, Visalis had their run. And then you look at Beachbody had their run. And, you know, now you've got like the prove it's of the world that are backed by, you know, like one of the owners is like Russell Brunson, who's one of the best marketers in the fucking world. And so, you know, it's backed by like a lot of really good marketing hype. And so people just buy into it, you know, from the outside looking in it's super simple like let me eat eggs and bacon all day and um i don't really think 99 percent of people that claim to be keto even understand what keto is um i mean like when we look at it from application standpoint it it should in theory be like 70 percent fat 25 percent protein and five percent carb but most people are like eating so much fucking protein you know moderate amounts of fats and, and no carbs which is not always keto i mean research is somewhat conflicting that uh you know whether or not excess protein in a keto setup can contribute to knocking you out of ketosis most people will tell you yes i, I just read literature that actually refutes that so i don't want to you know make a blanket statement either way but the popularity i just think is in like you know there's some ease of application i mean just remove a, a you know a whole macronutrient but let's just be honest anytime the average person removes carbohydrates they're not counting calories they're not counting macros you remove a whole macro from them what did you do you created a calorie deficit are they going to lose weight of course they're going to fucking lose weight like it's not rocket science the same as intermittent fasting like tell someone to stop eating for six hours okay so they didn't eat their cupcakes at 8 a.m um they still ate their cookies at 10 p.m but those cupcakes that are no longer counted in their calorie deficit or, or in their uh you know, calories in versus calories out is creating a deficit. So of course they're losing weight. Like it, it's, there's just nothing magical about it. Um, you know, you've got some zealots that have gotten behind it. Um, but then you dig into literature and you start to see like long-term effects and you see its application in, in current training protocols and, and you actually see it becoming more detrimental than good. And so I'm not really a huge fan of keto in, in most applications. When you say more detrimental than good, what, what particular things are you referring to? Yeah. So, I mean, agree or disagree, like Western or, you know, like current training modalities are at their all time high relative to intensity. Yep. Um, right. I, I think we can all agree on that. Like in 2019 training today is, is more intense uh, than most. I mean, we're seeing a lot of support in literature for more volume. Um, but, you know, there's there's very high intensity training proponents. And then, of course, there's the CrossFit influence on the world. There's the metabolic conditioning influence on the world. And so you're just starting to see a lot of these things. Um all of those training intensities become glycolytic, right? At some point, like higher intensity training, metabolic conditioning, it's glycolytic activity, period, the end. Like we, we can't like dispute that. That's fueled by fucking carbohydrate. And there's not anything in the ketogenic diet that's going to support fuel from that or recovery from that. 
Um, and then you take that and you put it into a setting in Western culture today where, you know, things are like stress is at an all time high. Uh, you know, we're just stressed out as individuals. There's more traffic on the road. There's, uh, you know, we're sleeping less. We're over caffeinating. We are, um, you know, just as human beings, we're trying to do more. Like there's this hustle and grind culture that exists in 2019. And so you take that um, with, you know, an inability to really create a parasympathetic shift. Um, and all of a sudden you have a recipe for disaster with the ketogenic application to higher intensity modalities. Uh, one Another topic we're going to cover in another podcast is kind of health versus performance. So I don't want to go too deep yes. into that, but yep. um, what's maybe some applications of keto? You know, I think we see, as uh, I think you agree with us in a scene also, like Instagram, YouTube, obviously one of the biggest influences on fitness culture right now. And a lot of these people that maybe have a lot of muscle or lift a lot of weight are now saying sure. that they eat ketogenic style diets and i tend to agree with you i think 90 to 99 percent of these people actually aren't eating that style diet and they aren't doing it for a long term but that's a different topic for a different day of what people <laughs> post and what they actually live uh what what are some maybe applications of keto that you might see is is it a health thing is it a weight loss thing is it you know like you said i think there's fewer applications than people think it's not a broad stroke but uh there are some applications yeah yeah i mean i, I think if we were to look at anybody that you know again let's go back to like the whole charles poliquin statement of earn your carbohydrates well even that is you know somewhat misspoken um like if we use that as a foundation of understanding like where do carbohydrates fit in first of all carbs are a non-essential nutrient and any keto zealot will fucking tell you that right away <laughs> well you don't need carbs to live yeah, it's the, no one, shit, it's the one macro we don't we're need. not disputing that yep listen we get it like you don't need it that doesn't mean it's not optimal and it doesn't mean you also don't need the fucking resistance train in your life yet you can you to do it yeah. so let's not go down you don't need to shave hole. your like, body you head to toe in tan either right exactly so <laughs> <laughs> um there's there's a lot of things that don't need to be done yet you continue to do them so it's a horrible argument right um but if we if we look at that as like a base statement and we say okay who actually who needs carbohydrates so anybody under you know undertaking glycolytic activity anybody that wants performance enhancement um you know anybody looking to you know for those things then we look at people that are not training people that just want to live longer well research supports the fact that a ketogenic diet would would be helpful right there's anti-inflammatory benefits that have been shown from it um you know we know that that uh, inflammation is the one biomarker linked directly to longevity um so anytime you're trying to control inflammation uh, a keto diet is going to work great um you know, anybody that, that uh, you, maybe there's some, some pre-diabetes going on, um, a keto diet's a great start. Uh, now, I will say my stance on that has changed. Um, I used to say, like, that would be the place you definitely go. I think there's a short-term application there. Um, I think longer term, you should be working to actually build insulin sensitivity to tolerate carbohydrates. Um, some people will dispute me on that, but I, I can back that one up pretty good. Um, and, and, you know, again, like now I look at, I literally, right before I talked to you guys, I was on a podcast with a guy that was telling me in his, his off season, the bodybuilding, he's eating seven, 800 grams of carbs a day. Um, you know, I would want to be testing like blood glucose there and, and making sure that, you know, while you might need that to make your quote unquote gains, uh, you know, at some point you have to be looking at your insulin sensitivity and your blood glucose. And so, you know, a brief ketogenic sample, a uh, brief ketogenic phase to bring that insulin sensitivity back up, bring the blood glucose down, um, would be advisable. So really those are, those are the main applications. The one that I want to just straight up fucking bash is ketogenic in aerobic sports. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so fucking tired of hearing the aerobic people be like, keto this, keto that, like, 
when you understand physiology at a certain level, uh, yes, aerobic exercise is primarily fueled by fats. And so anybody that claims to be completely aerobic can get away on a ketogenic diet. That being said, aerobic athletes, like the key word there is athlete, not aerobic, um, at some point they are going to hit threshold, um, meaning whether it's anaerobic threshold or in their case, aerobic threshold. Aerobic threshold is primarily fueled almost solely by carbohydrate. And so when that carbohydrate is not available, now all of a sudden you're starting to have a massive cortisol response. Well, initially that cortisol response is great, which is why a lot of these aerobic athletes see success short-term on the ketogenic diet, but long-term they begin failing and they begin getting worse. Well, prolonged like over like having an abundance of, of cortisol elevation is only going to smash your HPA axis, which is extremely difficult to recover from. So, you know, these athletes are highly misinformed saying that they're only using fat for fuel. Well, they might be predominantly in their aerobic setting, but as soon as you're competing, you're in a setting where you need carbohydrate. Like it's, you know, and, and there's so many studies that show that. Like you look at uh, like Ben Greenfield, when he did Volick's 90% fat keto diet, he, he did really well in the Ironman, but then he fucking tested his hormone levels. And they were complete shit. Mm. Uh, so, you know, you start to look at like, what are the real effects? Like a lot of people are using keto in like an n equals one situation and they're not showing prolonged application which is really where the real research should be should be done and like you said like uh if carbs aren't hindering your performance and they may add to your performance a little bit why wouldn't you get the extra calories in plus they fucking yeah, taste good I, so well, it's just like logically you break like, down who the fuck yeah who doesn't want a carbohydrate the rest of their life yeah, yeah. like seriously I cannot, I, I will never meet one person that it's like, listen, that piece of cake doesn't look good. Of course it does. <laughs> or you're a lying, like, or you're a lying bastard, you know? Um, like, either one is okay if that's what you want to do with your life. But at the end of the day, at some point, most people are going to desire a carbohydrate. You, you know, gender specific too, there's another fault. Um, you know, and I don't want to just bash keto, but I think it's important that people understand, you know, um, in my experience, especially with physique athletes and people that are in calorie deficits pursuing fat loss, um, you know, females don't have as resilient of metabolisms as males. And I think it goes back to hormone profile behind mm. that. But if you're taking carbohydrates away from females for a prolonged period of time, we're starting to see compromises in insulin sensitivity. So you see girls going keto and then having an extremely difficult time reintroducing carbohydrates, let alone calories, right? Which is, hey, you might look good on the keto diet for 12 weeks, but long term on the keto diet, you've completely fucked yourself up. Like that doesn't sound good to me. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of things that I think people need to be aware of when they're undertaking something as extreme as keto. Yeah, and like you mentioned, hormone profile, it's something we mentioned, uh, me and Jim talked about, is that some of these people – on the influence uh, side of things, uh, Instagram, whatever, whatever, even on the stage, magazines, et cetera, probably are taking some type of hormones, performance-enhancing drugs, and then they're backing yes. up these ketos or whatever diet or whatever supplement or whatever results. But the people following these influencers, whatever, I don't even know what to call these people in 2019. The world's getting weird, Sheep? man. Yeah, these people, well, all of it, all of it's fucking weird. I don't know what I even do for a living, but the people that follow these bodybuilders or, or influencers, fitspo folk, uh, they're most likely are not competitive uh, or competitors, yeah. and then they may not be on these performance enhancing drugs, so these hormones obviously play a role in your metabolism, how much muscle you can gain, how much muscle you can spare in a diet. And they're just not maybe being as honest as they should, saying which ratio of keto and what ratio of PEDs maybe played a role in their success. You know, and we look, too, at the, the population of people who are trying to compete in things, um, you know, aesthetic stuff or strength stuff or, or, you know, 
CrossFit or whatever. But the low-hanging fruit of all this are people who are overweight and sedentary. And uh, I think that the, the deal is that some of these people try a keto diet and they drop a bunch of water weight initially. And so they get that sort of, oh, wow, I, got, you know, I can actually lose weight, that sort of confidence from it. And then I think that some of, for some of those people, that's kind of where it turns into um, the religion because nothing's ever worked before. And so this is working sure. for them now. And, and they're definitely like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound like a zealot to, you know, when I'm going against all the zealots that I believe exist in the space, but it's like, there are definitely applications. And, and listen, there are definitely people with sluggish metabolisms that have, uh, you know, insulin sensitivity issues that just naturally don't tolerate carbohydrates well, where keto might be an application for them to achieve the goals they're trying to achieve. Uh, you know, this whole conversation could be preceded by another conversation of just understanding what your goals really are. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, and like you said, like we're going to do another podcast on performance and health. And a lot of people claim, Oh, look at the health benefits of, of keto. Yes, they are out there. They cannot be disputed, but yet you're now saying, well, you know, it's making me healthier. So I'm performing better at CrossFit. Like, no, I'm going to tell you long-term you will not be healthier. Number one, cause you're doing CrossFit, but number two, <laughs> Because you're fucking not fueling CrossFit with carbohydrates or recovering from them with carbohydrates. So, so while you might see short term and there's actually scientific reasons why that works, um, but long term, it will completely fuck you up. Yeah, and it seems like um, it seems like people just don't really read and plan around massive changes like that. You know, like nope. uh, changes in diet and changes in 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 exercise and all. There's just like no, no real thought that goes into it, and so there's no plan for not being keto someday, or not, yeah. or you know, reintroducing some some calories at some point, some extra calories for whatever reason. There's just just no no plan in general. Well, Western culture as we know it lives in today. Um, yeah. we don't ever really think, I mean, people overspend money today. They, they don't think about the ramifications of their, of today's actions relative to tomorrow. I mean, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of fundamental issues, but diet definitely extends into that. And, you know, and that's, that's keto and otherwise, I mean, I would, you know, again, using the example of somebody consuming seven, 800 grams of carbs a day, if you're not thinking at some point you might need a keto phase to control your insulin sensitivity, uh, you know, that's sadly mistaken as well. So, I think a lot of, and you know, we call it nutritional periodization, but a lot of people just very much live in the current phase. It's, you know, what we're recording this the end of April. So a lot of people are getting ready to diet for the summer. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee a lot of people are thinking of using the keto diet to diet for the summer. But let's consider the fact that you're going to go 12 to 14 weeks. Uh, we lost you. Oh, can you, can you hear me? You're going to show up on vacation where you're going to consume nothing but alcohol and carbohydrates. Yeah. And after after three to four months of no carbs, then you do that for a week of only alcohol and carbs. How do you think your body's going to respond to that? Pure muscle. <laughs> oh, a hundred, dude, gains, gains, man, all about the gains. So yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, you know people don't think at all about long term, you know, long term anything. So just kind of to nutshell this thing, uh, short-term strategy, good for some people with with specific health conditions, um, have a plan. Always have a plan. Yeah. Always have a, a long-term, like, periodized plan, right? So even if you're... Even if you're pursuing fat loss as it is today, 
um, you need to have an exit strategy from your current diet. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once you've exited that, you need to say, okay, am I even in a place where I could potentially diet again? Like Mike, I know you're going through your diet, right? Trying to get coming out of that. I guarantee you'll have, Dude, I'm trying to I'm trying to get shredded like you. Bro, you're uh, jacked. And, but, and if you guys need to go to his Instagram, this guy's jacked. <laughs> he doesn't just talk the talk. There's dude, a lot of nutritionists. You're just going to disappoint a lot of people, man. They're going to go to my Instagram and be like, Mike is completely full of shit. Wrong username. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. People are going to say, like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm gonna start posting pictures of you on my account. Prepare to but, lose followers. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, every dietary phase you go through has to has to be periodized. And we talk about this in the context of literally everybody we work with, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're a weekend warrior wanting to get lean, whether you want to live forever, there there has to be some sort of flow and some sort of evolution to what you're doing. Um, and, and if that's not built into your plan, then you need to talk to somebody that understands that concept. Yeah, I think advice, I mean, obviously, if you have the money, always getting some kind of coach. And it, it is difficult, again, another discussion for another day to find a qualified or, or good coach. But yeah. any kind of guidance is often better than uh, – because you, you have weird discussions with yourself. I even do. I've been in this thing for 12 years, and I still think, like, shit, man, maybe I should do some yep. keto. You know, like, everyone's getting results on keto. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, dude, I just I literally just started my diet on Monday, and I was like, maybe I need to start, like, super low-carb for the first two weeks. And and I've coached tens of thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, stupid stupid shit still goes through my head. Yep. Um, it, it's human nature, right? I, I mean, I think that we see the, the media and the propaganda around us, and here we are, three people that have been in the – industry that understand the industry and and understand the bullshit messaging behind a lot of it yet we are still influenced by it yep. if we're influenced like think about the people that don't have our knowledge and don't have our experience of course they're getting hit with it yeah we get it uh jason appreciate you man appreciate the time where can people find you yeah dude um instagram at jason phillips underscore in3 or online in3nutrition.com awesome. uh, best two places awesome thanks so much all right, he's Silent Mike with two Ks. I am at the Jimmy D. The show is 50% facts, where percentage of word. We'll see you next week.